0: face I don't think you've ever taken a punch before in your life
1: now now it's I it's I for an iron. now it's you you take one of mine and I'll take two of yours sitting at home acknowledge it's Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood WWE AEW MLW NWA New Japan the Indies and more it's the Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday show with Jonathan Hood. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Jonathan Hood with you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. That's Wrestling TWT. Check out the archives of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Inter- interviews you want to missed. it's right there in the archives of TWT. Shane Taylor, the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions, joins me here. On Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, he wrestled at Ring of Honor for a long time. But Ring of Honor is changing for 2022. So we'll ask you about Shane Taylor. He's been on the program before. And it's going to be great to have him again to talk about his future. And the future of his faction, Shane Taylor Promotions. Shane Taylor on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Shane, Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time.
2: Of course, boss. Anytime. You already know.
1: Man, listen, how's life for you right now?
2: life is exciting uh, <laughs> anytime uh, you have a major sort of upheaval in the world of professional wrestling there's always going to be this exciting uh, unsure time um, and moments like those I, I, I feel as though my life so far has prepared me for these things so um, I'm excited I'm excited about new opportunities I'm, uh, I'm excited about opening new chapters closing chapters um And and really looking forward to what's on the horizon.
1: I already started off with a bad question, because if you're the best of all time, of course life is great for you. And I should be calling you champ. I apologize, sir, because you are the champ. You you were in Dallas. You won the VIP championship in Dallas. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm one of now only, I
0: believe, two people to ever win that championship twice. Uh, The other being
2: Keith Lee. Um, there may be one more, but I'm not sure at this time. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, in there with a guy like JTG, um, worldwide star, international star, mm-hmm. um, one of the very best uh, to go out there, square up, go toe to toe, and come out with with my hand with my hand raised and get back on my throne uh, is is something that that was very important to me and it's a good first step to um, getting back to where I was and that's dominating not only Texas but dominating every single company and leading the companies that I'm in
1: I mean JTG is very good there's no question I like the renaissance in his career but he's not the baddest of all time though I mean there's a difference right I mean of course there is <laughs> I mean, um, and,
2: and, this, and this is why you know when people ask me about that monitor why I chose it I yeah. um, there's the, well they're like well would, wouldn't you want to be the best of all and I go no because the being the best is subjective yes right being being the best um, limits that to perception and what and what people's preferences are right right um, but what can't be um, what's not a preference what's not up to someone's opinion is will right yes being the first one there being the last one to leave, the work you put in, the willingness to stand your ground and fight for the things that you believe in, willing to put it all on the line, no matter the backlash, not just sitting back and being a good little company boy because you know it's safe, pushing the envelope and, and doing so because you genuinely want to see things be better and you want those voices to be heard. That is something that can't be Uh, left up to opinion or perception I am the one that is willing to do that willing to risk it all to make sure that uh, that those things are done that those voices are, are heard that we improve not only the companies that I'm in but the sport
1: overall so there's a difference between the best and being the baddest and to me, that's what that signifies. So I saw the news, like all of us wrestling fans that watch ROH, how ROH now is going to be reimagining the product. Um, I want to get your initial reaction to that news. How did you find out about this um, changing in philosophy for Ring of Honor's future?
2: Um, they had a Zoom call with all the talent in which they let everybody know what was going on. Uh, and then subsequent reports... Come out saying you know that this is what they're they're trying to reimagine it as, um, and you know it's 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 really kind of a wait and see thing. Like we'll we'll see what that vision is. We'll see what they want to do. We'll see how they decide to to bring it back, uh, and and that's going to be something that won't no one's going to be able to judge until they do it, right? Because then you'll have to see. What 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 the look is? What what the feel is? What the vibe is? What what the moves are going forward? Uh, so we'll see, you know, and. Uh best of luck to them
1: so shane you've been all over this country wrestling i just mentioned you just becoming again the, the vip dallas champion you've been a lot of different places because I, I follow you on social media i see your clips if there's a streaming service i will follow you and see what you and the promotion shay taylor promotions are doing because I'm, I'm very interested in your career but i when i think about ring of honor i'll just tell you what i said on the show i said I knew even before the pandemic, there was something going on with the company in which you guys even come here. I'm in Chicago. Right. And so and so just like Baltimore, New York, I know that's hubs for Ring of Honor. You do well there. But Chicago loves Ring of Honor. I mean, we, we go back to the past and talk about all the great Ring of Honor wrestlers that came through there. And Chicago was a major part of that, of that legacy, that lineage. And when you guys weren't coming here, I said, there's a problem here. And so can you look at independent wrestling and look at Ring of Honor? Is there something that Ring of Honor can learn from other places that you've been?
2: Uh, I, I think the major thing is simply how the product is marketed and how it's, how it's given to the fans. Uh, there, there, there needs to be a major overhaul in that d- department. Um, simply relying on social media it isn't going to work in today's day and age. It helps, but that can't be the be-all, end-all. Um, it, it can't all be on the talent to promote the show. That That's, that's just not how it's going to work, right? Yes. If we were talking about football, CBS is not... Going to depend on the Cowboys talking about the game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know what I mean. Like that's CBS's job to talk about the game. You know what I mean. If if the players want to tweet about it, fantastic. You know what I mean. But it it shouldn't be the ratings of the game shouldn't be dependent on Dak Prescott tweeting. You know what I'm saying. So um, that that that's got to be something that is looked at. You have the ability to work with independent promotions in the area and partner with them to help them fly to the town, to help them promote. There's ways that I'm sure
0: there are affiliates like yourself that you can go to a few days out and bring the talent there to help promote the show like you would any concert or any comedy show. You know what I mean? You're out there two, three days ahead of time. Hey, don't forget this Friday. Hey, don't forget this Saturday. We've got so-and-so here. Ring of Honor is here this weekend, like, there's things that can be done
2: to make sure people know that the product is there or that the product is coming and that they want to see it, um, so I, I I think in order for them to be successful in this relaunch, and this reimagining, they are going to have to take those steps in marketing the way uh, that wrestling should be marketed.
1: You know what? That's a, I like the Cowboys NFL parallel because that is all true, right? So, so if it wasn't for social media, honestly, there's there's because we don't get ROH as we don't have a Sinclair local channel in Chicago. But I can get it in Milwaukee, I can get it in Grand Rapids, I can get it in other places in the Midwest. I don't get it here. But if it wasn't for the promos, and if it wasn't for what's on social media, I wouldn't know about the events. And, that's, and that says a lot for the company. So hopefully in 2022, as they as they say they're going to reimagine it during WrestleMania weekend and see what happens moving forward, Shane, it's important for them to... It, there is a need for a third or fourth company to be able to, to pick up the slack here. And I think you laid out a perfect plan.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, anytime the sport has... You know, the more companies the sport has, the more jobs it has the better it is for all involved, for the, for the fans, for the talent, for management. So, um, yeah, I, I I fully hope uh, that however they reimagine this, it, it, it is put together with the emphasis on making sure it, it is marketed in a way that the most fans can get eyes on it. Because I'll say it again, I believe over the last two years, Ring of Honor not only has the best roster, but it's been putting on the best wrestling shows of any company in the world. Um, so you have you have had, or however you want to see it, have, have all the talent necessary. Mm-hmm. It, it's, li- it's literally now putting that talent in position to be successful. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You could literally have, if, if we can go back to the football thing, you could have Hall of Famers at every position Offense and defense. Without the game plan, and without the coaching, without the strategy, you're going to lose games. Talent can only do so much.
1: Have you voiced that? Have you told people in the? Have you told uh, uh, the powers that it, be this? It, it, it has been discussed on multiple occasions. Okay, trust me. All right, um, that that's been a thing. There's been
2: meetings. There's been all kind of things. Uh, but as in most things in life there's there's you know there's all kind of red tape there's all kind of things that happen behind the scenes that you know either stop those things from happening or or what have you but um if we're talking about moving forward and what can be done to make sure things are successful moving forward these are the things that need to be done
1: so so shane you've seen this on social media i'm sure and i think you know this in your heart about how strong your faction is and there's always comparisons because i mean the the business has always been built on factions some manager building uh, an army or some kind of faction but shane taylor promotions is is very unique in the marketplace the o'shea's the reverend runs the cons the prolific moses what what makes shane taylor promotions different than the other factions in wrestling I think, again, it, it goes back to Will and our and our
2: understanding about what we want to change in, in this sport. Our ability to not just be performers, but to be more than athletes, right? To be not only professional wrestlers, but to be those voices, not necessarily act like activists, but advocates for the change that we want to see, and we understand that that's going to start with us, so we're going to talk about social issues we're going to talk about things that most wrestlers most athletes are are going to stay away from because of the potential backlash right but this is what we believe this is who we are no one is going to tell us to shut up and wrestle no one is going to tell us um well you know you'll have more opportunities if you just close your mouth and be good little boys that's not who we are we're grown-ass men Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean you're not going to tell to be able to turn on their TV screens, see us and go, yes,
1: finally. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. You know what I mean? Finally, we have the people who know what it is that we've been asking for, who know what it is that we've been talking about and are able to present something outside of either angry black man or docile house cat or singer dancer rapper etc et, et they can give us the athletes that we've been asking to see the leaders we've been asking to see and doing so in a way that says we're not going to apologize for being who we are how much does it um how much does it resonate with you that so many black wrestlers from the past have paved the way to this point what what you're doing at Ring of Honor and across the country, you know that doesn't work in Texas uh, in, the, in, the, in the 70s and 80s. Iceman Parsons, there's more Coco Beware, more Rufus R. Jones in Kansas City. I mean, you know the history of this. I mean, how, how much does that matter to you that wrestlers in the past... Where it's only, you know, one wrestler per territory, one black wrestler per territory where black wrestlers were an attraction like women or s- little people uh, versus where we are now in 2021. How's that much does that matter to you? It's everything to me uh, because I feel as though we're carrying that legacy. We're carrying that torch and, 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 and we're
2: kicking down as many doors as possible for the generations after us to, to come through and continue to carry it even further um the conversations with, that i've had with some of those legends um where they pulled me me aside and go thank you thank you for doing what you do thank you for having the group that you have thank you for taking the stance that you do because just like you said back then there was only one of us that was that i was allowed to be there there was only one of us that could you know say anything do anything." Um, there, there, was, there, there was a ceiling on where we could be. You could have other people, you know, act like us, walk like us, talk like us, and make millions, but somehow that was seen as a negative when we were ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and fans, you know, I've, I've had fans who were my dad's age, who,
1: you know, my grandparents' age, come up to me and go, you guys are what we wanted to see then. You know, so the fact that we can be that now, um, to me, means the world. It means the world to my guys. Um, and it's, it's something that we take a lot of pride in and we take very seriously. And we are always, we always have that at, at, at the forethought uh, of, of our minds is to, is to continue to be that Yeah, Shane, it's, um, it is the in ring ability, but also it's the power of the promo as well. Uh, you'd be very hard pressed to find anyone that does a promo as well as you do. I just saw the latest video and it was just, it was just amazing. This, uh, where did you? Where did you pick up the spoken word in rustling parlance? Uh, How did you get it to to the point where you say, you know what, this problem, what I'm saying is pretty good. It's actually going to resonate with the audience. Is there a a point in time that you remember where it's like, yeah, you know what, I could do this? It's funny because, like, uh,
0: for for people that know me, this is not surprising, and I'm I'm sure if they
2: listen to this, they'll hear it as I talk. I actually have a stutter, right? Mm, Sure. So, um... For, for a very long time, I was nervous about speaking because of that, right? But years of, again, just growing up, Eastside Cleveland, you got to learn to talk trash, you know, <laughs> and then be very vocal. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, and I think uh, it's kind of like when you, you know, listen or, or, or rap a song, right? There's a part of my brain that switches. Um, and when I cut promos, that's not there. I don't have it. So it allows me to say what I want to say and vocalize in a way that allows me to be more comfortable. And it's weird, right? Um, But that's what happens. And so a lot of my promos are me taking the frustration that I feel with, with the sport, with given situations, and just expressing that and taking... All of those things that I want in this sport that I see for myself, that I see for my guys, that I see other people are capable of doing but are too afraid to, um, speaking those and and, and just being who it is that I am. You know, people ask, um, well, I, I had someone ask what the Shane Taylor character is, right? Which was funny, and I almost got offended because it's like, it's not a character. Right, right, exactly. This like, oh, oh man, this is you. Yes. This, is, uh, <laughs> it, this has allowed me to simply just put together different pieces of my personality all in one package and put it on, you know, and, and, and put a name to it. Right. Uh, but being a huge boxing fan, as we've talked about before, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to sort sort of look at the athletes of the past and pick up different things uh, and apply that to my personality, or rather apply my personality to that. So what Shane Taylor is, is a person that can talk like Floyd, hit like Tyson, and lead like Ali, right? To be that voice, that figure, that icon that says, okay, not only am I going to dominate my sport, but I'm going to put my culture on my back while I do it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and stand on that. So, um, for those that don't know, that's that's who
1: he is. That's what I am, and that's what Shane Taylor Promotions is for. Khan, Moses, O'Shea, Ron Hunt. Did uh, you, you get that up and down the line in 2022? Shane, is Shane Taylor Promotions portable? Does it move? Does it move from from territory to territory? What happens in twenty twenty two? Because is that, yes, yes, you are a great individual talent, but what about about your group? Is it portable? I believe it is. Um, it, it's very hard uh, as a sport or any company to
2: move five six talents at at once. We we understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also know the following that we have. We also know that. In a lot of the, this sport business, is, um, it's about equity, right? And, and what you can get on the back end and, and the money that it's going to make you um, for your investment. And I believe the return on investment uh, for Shane to the Promotions is going to be tenfold. Given the right platform, given the right creative freedom um, to be able to be who we need to be in this sport, especially right now. Um, given the talent that's out there, the potential matchups, the stories that could be told, there is a lot of money to be made, um, in this investment. So, uh, we are going to be moving not only across the independence, you know what I mean, but in, but internationally as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm firmly in the camp that someone, uh, somewhere will decide, you know what, let's take the chance right let's let's see what these boys can do um and they're they are going to be very
1: happy about that decision you know it didn't slip past me you did say internationally so how, how good is your japanese
2: uh you know i'm sure it could use some work in <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah there's there's a lot of places that uh, we would love to go Japan being one of them, I, I've never seen a faction like us in, in Japan in its entire history. That's correct. So to be a, so to be able to do something like that and create history on a whole new level over there would be absolutely you know great to achieve. Uh, I, I know there are talks about going back to the UK. Uh, I want us to be able to do you know a, 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 as many countries as possible. Given the climate of things going on, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of you know stuff that we're that we're going to have to go through with that. But uh, there's no reason why you couldn't see STP in Germany, Italy, Australia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just as as many places as, as as possible, and including right right here. You know, doing Canada, Mexico. Um, but we want to be everywhere. We want to be on. You know, all the major in independence, There's talent all across the country um, that we would love to be in the ring with. Um,
1: so we are we are planning big, big things. You know, I you, you know, I heard that sideways shot you took at the Bullet Club. You just kind of yeah. I mean, you did say this. that. Sideways
0: shot.
1: Well, you just said that there has n- been n- never been a faction quite like like um, Shane Taylor promotion. I mean, there's been factions. Yeah. Are you are you saying? Shane Taylor Promotions could dominate the Bullet Club or anything else in Japan, is that what you're telling me?
2: I feel as though in ring or in the street, we would dominate the Bullet Club. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, the street for well, sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know, there's, there's just nothing to, to have the talent that we have. And if we want to talk numbers, like, okay, well, they have X amount of people, right? Yes. You put us in a situation where you give us Give us talent like a Will
0: Hobbs or Ricky Starks or Lee Moriarty or Darius Lockhart. You know what I mean? You give us um, talent like that, you know, a uh, uh, Freddie A. High, Keith Lee, uh, Jay Lethal. You know what I mean? Put put all of us together and match us up top to bottom with equal numbers. I'm, I'm not a betting man, but my money would be on STP
2: damn near all day, every day. So... Um, we have the ability, we have the talent, we have every tangible thing that you could ask for to dominate any scene that we're in. So it, it's simply just a matter of time, a matter of money and a matter of conviction, you know, uh, someone being willing to go, you know what, let's, let, let's see if they can at least back up all the shit that they're talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you know me knowing myself and my guys the way I do, we are more than ready.
1: Yeah, I'm sliding uh, my debit card to you right now. Just, just <laughs> what you just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm handing you money, Shane. After you just right. laid that out, I'm like, yes, just take all right. my money, just take it. Because um, I think everybody would want to see that. Uh, let me give you a couple of plugs here. You're going to be uh, is uh, what I see here. You're going to be at Russell Cade. Is this correct uh, Rus- at Winston Salem? Yes. Okay, so the Showcase of Champions at K which is a Thanksgiving tradition in Winston-Salem, uh, which is going to be great, November 26th. Um, I'm glad that you're booked there. That is a Thanksgiving tradition, wrestling, and, and wrestling and Thanksgiving work together. How's this good? With, you go with the family with this? It's going to be the day after Thanksgiving, so you're good, right? Of course. You know, there's there's always, and, and this is part of the job, right? This, this is the unfortunate
2: side of the job where you do miss some holidays, you do miss, you know, some things here and there. But overall, the schedule that I've been able to have for the last few few years has allowed me to be home um, so much, and and that means the world to me, to my family, to my girls. Um, so they they understand every now and again, that going to have to be gone on, on on one of these days. But um, for, for 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 the most part. Um, blessing and we're and because i have to miss it that means someone's gonna have to pay for that and unfortunately (laughs) that's gonna be our opponents at wrestle so um they're gonna have to uh
1: make up for the fact that you know i I can't be with my girls on thanksgiving okay one other thing and i'm gonna see if i can work myself into one of your promos Mm -hmm. so so as i saw on december 11th in baltimore uh the final battle for roh when I saw that you, because I know the situation between you and Kenny King, I thought, "Oh my God, this is a legacy match. It's a legacy for on like five or six different levels. First of all, it's a match that I didn't think that we as fans would have seen. Secondly, it's just like Kenny King, longtime ROH guy, you coming in. I, I, I will have you say, Jay Hood from ESPN Chicago says that this is a legacy match, and well, maybe a legacy for you, maybe not Kenny King. However, that however, because that's how I see this." Now, knowing that you're on the other side of the ring with Kenny King, and knowing the heat that you guys have uh, leading into this final battle, what does this what does this mean for you on December 11th? It's everything, and and
2: you're not wrong when you say that this is a legacy match. I've said on more
0: than one occasion, you know, because of the fact that Kenny, Lethal, myself, guys like Gresham, are all in the same place in the same time. When you look back
2: at these eras, our careers are going to be competitive. It's going to happen, right? The situation we have now, and this is not to exclude Jonathan Gresham, but this is simply just talking about um, because he's incredible. Uh, When we talk about this era of ROH, this is what you would get if you had Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron all playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right? So... To me, that's what Lethal is, right? He has been the standard. He has been the only one of us who's ever been able to be Ring of Honor world champion. He's gotten to where everybody else was trying to get to. And I had, I was right there. I was right at the door of giving him company on that platform, right? On that level. And that was taken from me by Kenny. Um, and it's one thing for it to be taken in general right but it's another thing to be for, for it to be taken from someone that was that close to you that, that you trusted right and I don't trust a lot of people so that really sort of sent me for a loop um, but, but that's what this is you know this is Kenny's been chasing lethal he's had his matches he's been able to beat him but he's never been able to claim that spot that lethal has I've been chasing both of them. I've been able to beat Kenny. I've won the championships he's won. So as far as that ladder goes, me and Kenny are eye to eye. This match at at final battle very much determines who takes that next rung up the ladder, who takes that next step, how ultimately our legacies our careers will be defined and our time and reign and reign of honor will be defined that hierarchy is going to be cemented at final battle my only disappointment is i didn't have more time or didn't have another opportunity to be able to uh to be able to take that mantle away from jay as far
1: So that's December 11th for final battle. It's it's going to be interesting. I think that that match sells the card. I don't even know the rest of the card. I just know that that match is going to take place. I think people will, will put a spotlight on that because it's a match that we didn't expect and now it's happening. And they'll say a lot for ring of honor, not just now, but maybe for the future, uh, for both you and Kenny, actually the bachelor. I mean, yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be something that is main event worthy. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I think it's something that when you look at the emotion that is undoubtedly going to be there on that night, that that is the match that should cap it all off. Um, but regardless of when the match is, we are going to make sure that that is the match that people are talking about, that is the match that people remember, That that, that is the match that people are,
1: are going to, when they think about their last image of Ring of Honor Kenny King and Shane Taylor will, will be on their mind Shane last thing I have for you and I appreciate your time I know a, a number of these interviews that you've done that people ask you about uh, representation African Americans in wrestling and so we. I think it's well established that things are are getting better and there's still a lot of room for improvement so I won't ask you mm-hmm. that but I will ask you about yourself as far as the future of the business are you interested in being that person that is behind the scenes and booking like Delirious and ROH and other places? And the reason why I ask is because The person that we continue to hold up is Ernie Ladd Because Ernie Ladd was a booker For uh, Bill Watts in Mid-South And so that was important for Bill For Ernie to be on the road And be able to talk to the wrestlers I mean, So that was important I think that that's, we look at him as In a lot of ways, a Jackie Robinson, Larry Doby Of the business in that regard would, Is that something that you would want to do On a regular basis and be That point person? Um it is something that
2: I haven't really thought about, uh, but as my career can continues, you know, you, we we only do this for so long. Um, that, that that's something that would be of in, of interest to me. Um, I I I think where I shine best is creative and, and promo stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where just that's just where my wheelhouse is. Being able to talk to talent and see what their visions for themselves are, see it in my head, make those connections and have them be able to bring that out in real time um, is, is is something that I find uh, just truly amazing. It, it's like working with uh, human paintings, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to see something in, in your mind, making a adjustment or two and watch that painting come to life right in front of you, right? Have that character, have that persona, have that image come right to the forefront, Um, that's, it's, it's like this instant gratification. Um, and, and that there's just something so cool about that. Um, but all of those things, all of the, all of the behind the scenes stuff interests me. Um, and, and I think as far as representation goes in wrestling, that's the next step. Having the talent is fantastic. Having those talents be in main events. Great. Having those talents win major championships. Phenomenal let's continue it to behind the scenes. Let's continue it to the boardrooms. Let's continue it to the marketing meetings. Let's continue it to the merchandising meetings. Let's continue it to ownership. Let's continue it to all of these things that will help um, continue uh, the success of this movement, the the success of of us in this sport, um, because it it can't just be – it can't just be a situation where other people are, are going hey we're allowing this to happen and the second we stop allowing it all of this goes away right mm-hmm. um it needs to be a situation where it's it's we as a collective this is what needs to happen um
1: and even if other people don't want it to happen we do <laughs> you yes know what I mean? yes so so it allows it to continue the baddest of all time, man. It is Shane Taylor, the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday with me, Jay Hood. Thank you so much, Shane. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me, man. Anytime, bro wonderful conversation with shane taylor uh with ring of honor and all over the independent circuit so his 2022 is very interesting and he had a lot of things to say um his group if you've not seen him you heard the promo uh, at the beginning of this podcast yeah he's very very good uh and his group is very good and it's one of those things where you watch ring of honor you see shane taylor and shane taylor promotions and when they're on the screen um it's it's one of these things where you're watching and say, boy, I'm seeing something that's pretty real here. Uh, Their stories are pretty real. Uh, They're not trying to make you laugh. They're not playing grab ass with the audience or their opponents. They're trying to go through their opponents go right through them <laughs> so uh it's very interesting to see uh the future for Shane taylor and his group chain taylor promotions thanks so much for listening to tuesday wrestling tuesday don't forget to tell people the john the hood talking wrestling tuesday wrestling tuesday we have so much more make sure you subscribe to the podcast that way you never miss an episode of this show tuesday wrestling tuesday whether it's the espn chicago app whether it's on apple soundcloud wherever you get this thanks so much for your support as always Talk to you next time on TWT.